To the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, unreviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to. I said, welcome to. I know y'all know the rest. Say it along with me. Don't leave me hanging. I said, welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment. The most entertaining podcast is back with another episode, and I want to give a special shout out to the sponsor of this video, which is nobody. <laughs> and they say I'm not a comedian. Of course, this podcast is always sponsored, but yada yada, we won't get into that. We, I, w- I want to do something different. I want to add a little spice, add a little drama, add a little tension to this episode. The Art of Trash Talk. This is what the episode is, The Art of Trash Talk. And what do I mean by trash talk? What does the most charismatic man in entertainment has to say about trash talk? Well, I'm a UFC guy. My buddy Dimitri, always on the podcast, he's a boxing guy. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about trash talk because it has become a recent uh, debate within combat sports. You know, we've seen it with the likes of Conor McGregor, Jorge Masvidal, Mike Tyson, uh, now Kobe Covington, the great Chael Sonnen. A lot of fighters using trash talk to promote fights, you know, because that's the only way, to be fair, to make great money fighting for a living. Well, let me set the scene for you, you know. So grab a beer, grab a chair, grab a cheeseburger, grab a little wine, you know. Sit back, relax, I'm going to set the scene, all right? Here we, here we go. Kobe Chaos Covington, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Two former best friends, former teammates, turned rivals. Kobe Covington is from Oregon. He is a collegiate wrestler, highly touted by the UFC because of his wrestling credentials. He caught their eye on the amateur scene, you know, with his wrestling. And then you got gangbred Mazadol, the striker, the guy who went viral for doing street fights. Now, let me be fair. He's not the Batman. He's not, you know, just a guy out here doing criminal activity. This is mutual street fights, uh, backyard fights, as we like to call them. And he fought for Kimbo Slice for a couple of years. And that's how he got his start in, into the business. And uh, eventually now he's one of the most highest paid athletes in the UFC. One of the most talked about athletes as well. So a little background. So Kobe Covington, uh, moves to Florida uh, from Oregon in about 2011, around that period of time, because he wanted to make money doing street, uh, you know, MMA. So he moves to Florida, and him and Jorge Masvidal meet at American Top Team. And American Top Team was one of the most widely respected uh, teams out there in combat sports, especially in the UFC, from Amanda Nunes, Dustin Poirier, uh, uh, you know, Game brand Masvidal, a bunch, a, a, a litany of uh, amazing talent coming from there. And so, you know, Kobe became train, training partner So Jorge. He helped Jorge learn how to wrestle, helped him improve in that department. And Jorge, in return, helped Kobe work on his striking. And, um, you know, it, this was a, a friendship that many people have or experienced. 
Kobe was sleeping at Jorge Masvidal's house rent free. He got to meet his girlfriend, who later became his wife, and now divorced. But at that time, you know, they was living together. They was eating together. They was training together. They was partying together. They was, you know, at each other's fights, supporting each other. This was a friendship that a lot of people envied, who wanted. You know, it's similar to Daniel Cormier and Cain Velasquez, who we are going to talk about later in this episode. But back to the story. So uh, eventually what happens is uh, a couple years ago, Kobe Covington is notified he's going to get cut from the UFC. And this plays into trash talk because the problem with Kobe and a lot of fighters experience this is people forget that even though they're in combat sports, it's still the entertainment industry. And Kobe Covington wasn't setting the world on fire. For, uh, for as amazing as a fighter he was, he wasn't putting people in seats. He wasn't selling tickets. So, instead of getting cut, he decided, I'm going to become this new personality, Chaos Covington. And, you know, a lot of people hate him because they don't like the way how he promotes fights. They hate his character. But there's people who love it because it's a character. A lot of people love the outspoken brass personality. I mean, Conor McGregor, like a him. Um, and so they fall out over a dispute over one of Jorge Masvidal coaches not getting paid by Kobe for one of his fights. Uh, I believe it was the Damian Maia fight where Kobe cut his famous Brazil dump, uh, dump promo. And um, they fell out. And this started tension at American Top Team where, you know, Dustin Poirier, other female athletes and other teammates started getting involved, became a huge beef. And it got to the point where they had to separate. Kobe left, got his own coaches, went to a different environment. You know, Kobe Chaos Incorporated and Jorge stayed in American Top Team, which culminated in them fighting at UFC 272. Now, we're not here to talk about the fight. No, 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 no. We're here to talk about the buildup. We're here to talk about the after effect of the fight. Because now we have people on two sides of the fence. You have the people who think trash talk should be limited. People shouldn't be crossing lines. There should be a line drawn in the sand. Um, and then there's people who say, you know what? It's fair game. That's the only uh, sport where you get to punch a, a, a co-worker in the face. Think about that. I'm sure we all met that one co-worker we just don't like. And we wish, we wish we could just get, you know, 30 seconds alone. Just 30 seconds. That's all I need to, 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 to handle my frustration now. I'm sure we all have been there. But in this sport, you get to do that. Um, and they did. Kobe ended up winning. But the trash talk did not stop. This rivalry did not end. Like most rivalry, rivalries do where you gain respect for the, the person after a fight. This didn't end. No, 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 no. You think Kobe uh, was going to stop? You think Gamebrev was going to let him slide away? So, like I said, uh, trash talk is a big thing in combat sports. And, you know, with, you know, the Khabib no Magomedov and McGregor fight. And now this fight, people talking about religion, people's children, people's wives, people's families. It's becoming a, a thing of people being outspoken about it. Two, you know, two sides of the coin here as we speak. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about trash talk. What do you guys think? I'm curious. Do you think there should be a line you can't cross when you're talking about uh, your opponent? Do you think children, wives, family should not be introduced? Or do you think it's fair game? Especially 
if you have a history of bringing it up yourself and doing it to other people, you know. And then we're also going to talk about the wonderful, the beloved free Kane, Kane Velasquez, the first UFC heavyweight born Mexican champion. That probably didn't sound right. So I'm going to say that again. The first UFC Mexican born heavyweight champion. That sounds better. Cain uh, Velasquez may, recently made the news uh, for taking the law into his own hands. The, the 2022 version of Batman uh, opened up a can of whoop ass like Stone Cold like uh, used to say. And he wanted to avenge the molestation of his son. Um, a lot of people are drawn on this topic as well. You know, you can't take the law like Jorge did. Like Cain did into your own hands, but then other people understand why they did it. You know, there's reasons behind it. So we're gonna talk about these things. It's gonna be short, sweet, brief, but we're gonna hit all the points necessary in this episode. So the scene is set. Now it's time for fight night. Now it's time to enter the octagon. Now it's time to enter the ring, the squid circle. So put the gloves on. Grab a beer. Grab a chair. Grab a a, a bottle of water. Whatever you do. No judgment. Like I said, and. Sit back, relax, and let's start the show in three, two, one. They just had a grudge match a couple uh, weeks ago where Kobe dominated. I mean, he just ragdolled Jorge Masvidal. And I love Jorge Masvidal, but uh, I felt like he didn't really come in prepared. Um, and this is going to lead up into my first question to you, because um, mm. up the buildup for this fight, uh, you know, Kobe Covington is a brash personality. That he's just he's a Trump lover. He he speaks the truth and he he just you know disrespects people. And so on the lead up to this fight, Kobe Covington was talking about how Jorge was a deadbeat dad. Um, he mistreated his ex wife and a bunch of talking about his family. And so after the fight, after Masudal left, one of the things he talked about was. This fight ain't over. This beef ain't over. I'm going to catch him. And like I said, Jorge Masvidal is a street fighter. So let me tell you exactly what happened. So uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Kobe Covington was at the Poppy Steak Restaurant in uh, in Florida. And Jorge Masvidal, he kept his word. He said two pieces in the soda. He was leaving the restaurant. Jorge Masvidal uh, sunk punched him, punched him about three, four times fractured his tooth and cost $15,000 worth of damage to his $90,000 Rolex. Um, and so now Jorge Masvidal sitting in jail um, because of the assault, because he decided to press charges. Um, what, do, what, what do you think about this? My first question to you would be, um, what do you think about fighters, uh, you know, and building up fights and promotions, talking about people's family and kids and religions and stuff like that. I mean, I think that that's just part and parcel with um, selling a fight. I feel like, you know, just as a boxing fan, I think that it's cool as long as like, it's, it's like sportsman, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always nice to see, you know, slightly unfriendly competition, but I feel like, you know, once it starts to, boil over into like you know out of the ring conflict and issues and violence and whatnot i feel like <clears throat> that's played out because they're not getting paid for that and you know these sorts of things all it's really going to do is you know 
<laughs> deter and derail, you know, their career and what they got going on. So I feel like <clears throat> them getting into this, you know, fight altercation, whatever you want to call it, I feel like it's just a waste of time. Um, but they were friends at one point, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. They were best yeah, friends. So, you know, it, it what happened is bigger than is bigger than the UFC. So I feel like it has a lot more to do with their personal relationship and their falling out than anything that probably took place um in the ring. I I think them fighting in Masvidal losing probably like just made it 10 times worse. And, you know, Covington making comments and saying things about, you know, uh, Masvidal's, I guess, living situation, his relationships, it's kind of out of line, you know? Um, hate to see it, man, because, you know, they're fighters. And, you know, there's no other type of athlete that I respect, you know, more than, um, you know, fighters and, and, and guys who participate in combat sports. So, you know, hate to see it, man. Yeah, man. It's, you, you know... It- the only reason why I want to talk about it because this is a big discussion within combat sports, uh, boxing, MMA, where a lot of people, especially with this particular um, incident, because it's becoming so publicized, um, is, is two pe- people on the fence. It's either, you know, you talking about people's kids and families, well, you deserve it. But then on the other hand, you have people like, you know, whether whatever he said or not, it doesn't, he doesn't deserve to get attacked in the street while he's, you know, eating dinner with, you know, innocent bystanders, right? So um, my thing is this, and Daniel White talked about this, so who's the president of uh, UFC. One of the things he talked about was, is it fair to talk about people's kids and stuff? No, but he's not going to stop them. Why? Because it's freedom of speech, especially when you're building up a fight, right? Um, One of the biggest things about fights is you have to sell the fight. Now, uh, Kobe Covington understands that he he went from a guy who didn't sell fights. What bit he was just about to get cut from the UFC. Now he's one of the top draws in the UFC because of his personality. And I mean, a lot of people um, look at it this way: Jorge Masvidal ain't innocent either. Why? Because at one point Ben Askren, who's a, a, a Olympic uh, wrestler, uh, a world champion, I should say, he talked about his family. Uh, up in uh, when they was fighting a couple years ago so then it becomes all right you know you could talk about his his family but you know this dude talks about your family you get mad and you sucker punch him in the street um do you think that when it comes to trash talk selling fights uh, fight promotions that they should leave family kids religion and stuff and one one prime example is the Khabib and McGregor fight. That was a prime example of uh, McGregor talking about Khabib's religion, talking about his father, uh, wishing death on his family, uh, talking about his wife and his kids. And uh, Khabib ended up jumping the cage after he beat Connor, uh, attacking his uh, his friends that was in the crowd who was heckling. Do you think there should be a line to be drawn in the sand when it comes to fight promotion about what people can say? A hundred percent you know, 110%, I think it's a sport. It's just entertainment. Like I get it. Like, you know, you, you train, you know, you go through, you know, an eight to 12 week, you know, maybe even more so um, maybe even longer, you know, training camp and you fired up, you know, you, you're tired of, of, of this guy who's supposed to be your opponent. And then you're ready to take out, you know, take him out. And, and the thing is, that's all it is. It's just a fight. And that's it. I feel like just just there's a fine line between, you know, like trash talk 
and then like like straight disrespect it's like you used to hear about michael jordan being one of the biggest tracks talkers in you know nba history but you never heard you know any of his his uh you know the guys who played against him saying oh yeah you know michael jordan talked about my mom he talked about my family he talked about my religion no like everything that that jordan ever said about anybody that was guarding him playing defense on him was all like in good faith it, it was all like you know just sportsman like you know what i'm saying like it was nothing that like it would boil over into like off the court issues and beef like i i could think of um you know one situation with one of my favorite fighters who's jamel charlo he's a boxer that fights at 154 pounds of the super welterweight division and he got into altercation with uh another boxer named jared hurd and the reason why the situation uh, pretty much boiled over was because Jermel threatened Jared Hurd's like girlfriend and his family and things like that. So then things, you know, got got physical. And my thing is, there's no there's no reason for you to be bringing up people who have nothing to do with the sport. Like, you know, women, children, leave them out of that. Like, you know, other men, I, I guess. But just like I said innocent bystanders people who are not actually fighting they themselves in the ring do not bring them up because it's just like for what it's, it's in my opinion it's unnecessary like if, if i if i was somebody that competed i just couldn't think of any real excuse as to why i'm mentioning you know my opponent's family and friends and their religion and, and their personal situations because it's just like what did they do but just be my opponent and then a lot of times those sorts of people who talk that type of trash, they're the ones that end up losing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's this. I feel for Miles Dahl because, you know, up until this fight, you know, you you was best friends with somebody, and then now you're talking about your your, your ex wife and your, your kids, and then you end up losing the fight, and he's still talking about him, and like, it just becomes. You know, one of those things where, where, where do we draw the line? Because, like I said, Conor McGregor is a prime example of a guy. I love Conor. I think he does a great job selling fights, and I think he has um, his way of doing it. But he's another one that people love, and he's another one who crossed the line too, talking about people's families and and, and children. So then it becomes all right. You can't say you know we love Conor when he does this exact same thing, but hate somebody else for doing the exact same thing. So, and maybe it's because Colby, a lot of people don't like Colby. I understand Colby. I understand that you're trying to sell a fight. You're trying to get people hyped for a fight. Cause like I said before, one of the biggest things about press conferences, when people watch them, you know, a lot of fighters, when they get asked questions, you know, you know, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think about your opponent? Uh, uh, what, What are you looking forward to Saturday night? And then, you know, they, they get the mic is like, yeah, you know, training camp went great. And, you know, <laughs> uh, you know training camp went great. I learned a, a little new technique, but, you know, I focused on my conditioning in this camp. And, you know, Facts I'm, I, I'm just looking forward to Saturday night. Like, no, no, nobody, unless you're a huge fan of that person, nobody, that's not tuning any, that's not getting anybody tuned to a fight. But then you get a Conor McGregor is like, you know what? I'm going to crack his skull. I'm going to put him down for the count and I'm going to knock his teeth out and I'm going to knock his teeth down his throat. So, I mean, it. and then, you know, eventually, especially if there's a rivalry between the, the opponents, you know, yeah, you know, that's why your, your daddy, you know, is gay or whatever the case may be. Then they start blurring the lines to talking about people's families and stuff. And 
like I said, it, it's one of those things where you you can't support one or you know a couple of people just because you like them doing that and then turn around and say, oh, you know, he can't say that, you know, he's crossing the line. But it's, I, I just feel like for me personally, you shouldn't be talking about, especially kids, wives and all that stuff. Uh, you know, should you? Not really, but I'm not really going to, you know, say anything about that. But talking about people's children, you know, innocent little kids, like you cross a line there and then you have to deal with the repercussions. So one of the questions I was going to ask you is, should Colby Covington have press charges? Because a lot of people feel like he should have just took it like a man and, uh, you know, took the took the sucker punch um, because it was well-deserved, according to some people. Do you think that um, he deserved that and he shouldn't press charges? In my opinion, I feel like if he was talking all that types of trash, he kind of got what was coming to him because he's not talking to a regular person. He's talking to a guy who lives the same type of lifestyle that he does. You know, they have the same exact profession. So what do you expect? <laughs> you press charges on somebody when they attack you unprovoked, like you didn't do anything that warranted, you know, that type of you know reaction. Now, I'm not saying that just because somebody says something to you and about you, that that means, you know, you should punch them in the face. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you're a fighter. He's a fighter. You were talking trash and all that type of stuff. You had to answer for it. And the way that he answered for it was in the form of a sucker punch and, 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 and this and that. I mean, because they fought and, and Masvidal lost so far, right? Yeah. So pretty much he's salty because he's like, yo, like, you know, we fought, I beat you in the ring. And then now you want to try to attack me, you know, outside the ring. Like I said, it's, it's a, it's a sticky situation, but I feel like to each to each their own opinion in my opinion he got what was coming to him do i condone jorge masvidal actually like punching him in the face and doing this and that no but you know nah yeah i look you know like you said when you deal with somebody like i said jorge masvidal before he became a household name this dude was been fighting for i think 25 years or something like that He's been in street fights. He's fought for Kimbo Slice on the street. He went viral off of his street fights. This, this is a dude who is a street fighter. And Kobe Covington, as much as I like him, he's not a street fighter. He's a guy who competes at the highest level in the UFC, but he's not a street fighter type of dude. And so, um, I mean, Jorge Masvidal did warn him. He told him plenty of times, yo, whether I win or lose, this rivalry ain't over. I'm I'm coming for blood and I'm going to give you a two piece in the soda. But then <laughs> again, but the, the, the flip side to this too, and people see this as well. This is not the first time Jorge Masvidal sucker punched somebody. Um, uh, Leon Edwards, a couple years ago, they, they got in an argument. There was no kids or anybody involved in this, but they had a, uh, a dispute with, amongst each other. And after one of Leon's fights, uh, Masvidal sucker punched him and uh, gave him a black eye. And I don't think uh, Leon pressed charges, but you know, th this is a dude I love Masvidal, fellow Cuban. I have no problem with him, but it's, it's one of those things where um, the UFC talks about this fighters, you are blessed in a, in a, um, in a sense that you get to deal with the problem inside the cage. Most people don't get the opportunity to fight their co worker. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, they have the opportunity to do that. I feel like I understand where he's coming from, especially you talking about your kids and stuff like that. Just ask for a rematch. Get back in the octagon. Don't take it into your own hands because at the, yes, Colby crossed the line, but the moment y'all leave the cage, y'all civilians. There's a reason why, you know, you can't, uh, you know, Conor McGregor gets locked up for punching people in, in the street because you're, they're civilians, you're a fighter. And even then, you're still a civilian. You're not in the octagon. Um, and then you sucker punch somebody and you, you broke their tooth and you causing uh, property damage. So I, I, it's a tricky one because it's like, I respect it and I understand it. But at the same time, you know, you can't just be taking the law in your own hands, which leads me to my next point. Um, you know, Cain Velasquez? Nah. Oh man, yeah, you definitely a boxing guy. Um, so Kane Velasquez, aka Cardio Kane, is one of the greatest UFC heavyweights of all time. This dude, uh, Mexican um born champion, first UFC uh Mexican born champion, and he recently made the news. He's still in the news. Um, very divisive uh topic. So what happened was uh March 1st. His son, who was under the age of 10, was going to a daycare. And this is the first mistake uh, these people made. Not him, but the people that he left his kids with. The mother that was watching the kids who was running daycare, she had her sex offender son living at the house. So uh, his son, one day, uh, I can't remember who he told, but he, told, he ended up telling somebody that the son molested him over 100 times. And so this dude gets arrested and without confirming with the family, the police and, and everybody who's involved in the legal process, then informed Kane and his family that, uh, you know, he was getting, he, he got, uh, I think a thousand dollar bail. So he ended up getting free essentially. Um, and so when he found out that this dude was just walking around and parading around the streets, he decided that, you know what? you want to touch my kids? I'm going to take the law into my own hands. And so this dude went straight Vin Diesel, Batman, whatever you want to call on this dude. So this dude uh, was in a car with his, his father and stepmom, something like that. And uh, Kane came up with his truck. He, he found out where he was, found his location, rammed the truck. They ended up driving 11 miles. This all happened in San Jose. Uh, he chased the, these people for 11 miles. And then I think when they got to a stoplight or whatever the case may be, he got out of his truck and started firing at the, at the dude of, you know, fortunately, unfortunately he missed, but he ended up hitting the stepmother, uh, the, the stepfather or his father. I can't remember exactly which one he was, but he ended up hitting the dude in his arm and the leg and he survived, but, uh, you know, he was charged with uh, a bunch of uh, lithania charges um, but a lot of people are upset because yeah, he took the law in his own hands, but you got a guy who's defending his family. And then you got a guy who's molesting children walking around on street. He got bail. He's at home chilling, probably playing video games as we speak while this dude's sitting in jail. Um, what, what do you think about this whole situation? Um, 
it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like there's a lot of situations that just rhyme and tend to, you know, constantly like repeat themselves. And yeah, I'm kind of really just like jaded at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I only brought that up because um this is it's another topic a lot of people's on the fence about, you know. You got the people like, you know, he could have shot an innocent bystander who had nothing to do with this. That at the same time, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm not a parent. I'm not. But if I had a son or any, just a child, and I found out they were molested over a hundred times by somebody. And this dude is not in jail behind bars. And he's just walking around living his life into his next court date. I, you know, I, I, I'm not advocating for people to take the law into their own hands and start, you know, chasing people down the street, shooting at them. But in a sense, I understand why he did it. You know, I, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And um, my, my, I think the biggest thing people are upset about, and I, I, I'm just going to repeat it, is the fact that he got denied bail and the child molester did it. Uh, he got bail. He's he's out, and he's walking amongst people. Do you think that's right? Was right that the dude who molested his son is out on the streets, and this dude is sitting behind bars, denied bail. Do I think that it's right that dude who molested his son is out on the streets? Yeah, while he's sitting in jail. Of course, of course, I of course that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but. <laughs> You look at how you look at how, you know, things are politically in this country and how some people, you know, get off scot free for like doing like the foulest shit and the people who don't really do anything, you know, are suffering, you know, on that on the other side of the law. I mean, you know. If it was me, if I could talk to this dude, like I said, UFC heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight champion, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, a dude. I would never get in a street fight with ever. And I don't say that about any man, but that dude, nah, not a shot. But if, uh, like Joe Rogan said, it would have been better if he would have just pulled him out the truck and just beat him with his, his bare hands. At least in that case, he won't, you know, he didn't injure anybody. And I think that's the problem is that someone ended up getting shot. It wasn't a guy he was aiming for. Um, right. But, you know, it's, it's messed up, man. You look at the situation, it's like, you got a child molester just walking around. I uh, granted, I think he has an ankle monitor now, but again, this dude's sitting at home. Probably his mom's still running daycare. I'm not sure if he's still at the house, but um, this whole situation is thing. First of all, why would a mother let a sex offender? And I get it, it's her son, but why would she let a sex offender be around little kids that she's probably watching? You know, people are crazy, man. I, that, that, that's my like and then i always it always bothers like it always annoys me when these people like you know he should have never attacked my son well it's your fault for letting him be around little kids and this kid end up getting molested a hundred times in your household i mean you can't play the victim i yes someone who wasn't involved directly and up getting hurt and i i'm not uh you know it's not right but like, what, what, what are y'all doing? Y'all can't turn around and play victim after this happened. You know, I understand. Um, he's looking at 20 years. Um, a lot of people feel like 
if anything, he should just get a couple years minimum, if not free. Um, do you even think there's going to be a a happy ending for this man? Do you think this child molester is going to get like two years and then he's going to end up doing 15? I hope they put his ass under the damn jail. Uh, you know, seeing how a lot of these uh, cases go, some tells me Kane, as much as I want to, you know, I want to say free him, they probably going to give him 10 years. And this dude who molested his son is going to get like a year. Um, and then he's going to be right back on the street. And I mean, that's just goal to show the justice system it's messed up. Now, I'm not saying Kane isn't uh, he shouldn't be a hell for his for his actions, but I think there should be some leniency, some understanding that this we're talking about a four-year-old kid was getting touched by a grown man. And it wasn't once, wasn't twice, it wasn't three times. This dude is gonna be scarred for life because of this guy. So it's messed up, man. Um, but anyway, man, any, any final words? Um, my words and my last thoughts is pretty much for people to, you know, look at these situations and try to not make the same mistakes that other people, you know, have made. So when you, when you see, hear, or read about these things, take a step back and really look at it objectively and then make your final assessment. That's my thoughts on that. Absolutely, man. I I definitely agree with you. I think um, a lot of these circumstances are unfortunate, but people take a deep breath before you act. Think about the consequences before you do something, because as much as, you know, people love Kane, as much as people may hate or like Colby, you know, there are action, uh, there are consequences to our actions, regardless of whether we're coming from a place of love or hate. So, um, you know, thank you for hopping on the, 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 the podcast with me, man. It's, it's been a yes, nice, sir. short, brief, but impactful talk. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Peace.